بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان شهر رمضان كريم سلام everyone welcome to the 14 pillars podcast where we aim to deepen our relationship with the 14 infallibles of islam one hadith at a time okay the last episode helped us establish the clear difference between islam and belief i shared the hadith from imam jafar as-sadiq alayhi salam who says belief is to affirm and act accordingly, whereas Islam is just an affirmation. So you can publicly affirm the five pillars, and that makes you Muslim. But if you truly act upon them, you become a believer. You enter a realm that is one degree higher. And this doesn't give you special rights over another Muslim, but naturally, as the Imam explains, it increases your rewards with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that should be a pretty good summary of episode 4 if you're just joining us. And then, at the end of the episode, I posed a question. What if I told you that the imams told us that one of the pillars of Islam is missing? That the five pillars we were taught since our youth, perhaps in Arabic or Muslim private schools, or mainstream media, or even by our parents, aren't quite the five pillars. One of two things happened and I'm not sure which. Either it was replaced by one specific pillar, or it's included in that pillar. But one thing is undeniable. A pillar of Islam, either partially or fully, is missing. Many of us are familiar with these famous five pillars, which again, are all beautiful, even integral to Islam, even if one of them has been modified or misplaced or incomplete. Here they are, prayer, fasting, al-zakat, or charity, hajj, al-shahada. If the last one doesn't sound familiar, it's the statement that born Muslims attest to, and that reverts or converts to Islam, we call them reverts because they are reverting back to the original truth, state, la ilaha illallah wa muhammad rasulullah. There is no God but God, and Muhammad is his messenger. Now, some of you may already know this, but if not, if you had to guess which of these beautiful five pillars of Islam is the one that has been substituted or incomplete, which one do you believe it is? I'll repeat them. Prayer, fasting, al-zakat or charity, hajj, and al-shahada. If you guessed fasting, It's a real good guess, but you'd be wrong. It's a good guess because as enormous of a pillar as it is, it's the least important of the five pillars. We'll get to that momentarily as well, since the imams actually rank them and explain their rankings. If you guess prayer, well, not a great guess, but don't be hard on yourself. Prayer is the second most important pillar. And the power of prayer is beyond our comprehension. Make sure you tune in for that upcoming episode. You might have guessed Hajj. Not a bad guess, it's the fourth most important pillar. But Hajj is an absolutely irreplaceable pillar. I mean they all are, but you'll see what I mean by that in a second. So that only leaves Al-Zakat, or charity, and Al-Shahada. 
It's not charity. That's the third most important. Charity is all over the Quran in terms of its importance. So, yep, that's right. It's al-shahada. Before you shut this off and get mad at me, hear me out. Or at least hear out the imams. It's obviously of huge importance. It literally initiates you into Islam. When a man asks Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq to teach him the principles of Islam, he begins with al-shahada. They are to testify and affirm that there is no one who deserves to be worshipped except Allah, to testify and affirm that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, and to affirm that whatever he is taught is from Allah. Then, the Imam continues on with the true five pillars of Islam. How do we know that they're the true five pillars? Because in numerous hadith, the Imam says the following, Islam is based on five principles. They are prayer, al-zakat, fasting, hajj, and al-wilaya. The call to none of the other principles has been so emphatic as it has been to al-wilaya. People accepted the other four, but they left aside this one. We have a lot to unpack here. But first, what does al-wilaya mean exactly? Imam Ja'far as defines it in these words. Recognizing the divine authority of the Imam, the deputy of Allah. So let's recap what just happened. The Imam was asked to explain the principles of Islam. He began with Al-Shahada, and then he continued on to the five principles of Islam. He also said that Islam is based on five principles, and mentioned prayer, Al-Zakat, fasting, Hajj, and Al-Wilaya. So again, there are one of two possibilities. Possibility one, perhaps al-shahada is our doorway or initiation into Islam, which allows us to access the other five pillars. Perhaps unlike a doorway, our pillars are designed to keep the house of our faith standing, strong, secure, after we've entered it. Or, there's another possibility. The shahada which Imam Ja'far said is to affirm three things. One, there is no God but God. Two, Muhammad is his messenger. And three, to affirm that whatever Rasulullah has taught is from Allah. So maybe this includes Al-Walaya. It includes recognizing the divine authority of the Imam, the deputy of Allah. After all, it was Rasulullah sallallahu who instructed us to follow the holy imams, beginning with Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam, And there are countless hadith, irrefutable hadith, recorded across all the major books of hadith for Sunnah and Shia sects to establish this. So in this hadith where the imam introduces the five pillars of Islam, and by the way, there are countless hadith like this one, we learn a lot. We learn about the missing pillar, al-wilaya. We also learn that the imam knew this would be the one that gets lost, tossed to the side, missing from the mainstream. Perhaps most notably, we learn that the missing one is actually the most important one, that recognizing the divine authority of the imam is the key to the other four pillars. So to summarize, before we look at more evidence, either al-shahada is a pillar, but it should emphasize al-wilaya, which means recognizing the divine authority of the imams, or al-shahada is our initiation into Islam, 
And then the five pillars are al-walaya, prayer, al-zakat, hajj, and fasting. Let's look at more evidence. I will only read parts of this hadith because it's very long and would otherwise be hard to follow by ear. But in case anyone is interested, this is from pages 16 and 17 in Al-Kafi, volume 2. This beautiful blue book of Al-Kafi, by the way, means the sufficient book. And in it, Imam Ja'far al-Sadiq has said, Islam is based on five issues. It is based on prayer, charity, hajj, fasting, and al-walaya. When asked, which of these is more important than the others? The Imam said, al-walaya is more important. It is the key to the others. The person who possesses divine authority is the guide to the other principles. When asked what is next important, the Imam said, Thereafter is prayer. For the Messenger of Allah has said, Prayer is the pillar of your religion. When asked what is next, the Imam said, Al-Zakat is the one thereafter. Allah has mentioned it next to prayer, but He has mentioned prayer first. The Messenger of Allah has said, Al-Zakat removes sins. When asked what is next important, the Imam said, Hajj is important thereafter. Allah, the Most Majestic, the Most Holy, has said, It is a duty of the people to Allah to perform Hajj of the house if they are capable to do so. Whoever rejects it should know that Allah does not need anyone in the world. Quran chapter 3 verse 97 When asked what is next, the Imam said, It is fasting. He was then asked, Why is fasting the last of all importance? The Imam explained, The Messenger of Allah has said, Fasting is a shield against the fire. But he continues, The best of all things is that for which, if you miss, you do not find an alternative except going back to achieve it. He gives an example. The Imam says, If fasting is missed on a journey, one has a choice to fast on other days as a remedy, or compensate for the sin with expiation, and no fasting is necessary as a remedy. In the case of the other four issues, there is no alternative for them. The Imam then explained, The topmost, the peak of the issues, the key and the door to it, and the pleasure of the beneficent Lord, is to obey the Imam properly after knowing him clearly. Allah, the Most Majestic, the Most Holy, says, Whoever obeys the Messenger, he has obeyed Allah, and whoever turns away from such obedience, then you should know that we have not sent you to guard them. Later he says, Without al-walaya, one is not considered of the people of belief. So there we have it, the true five pillars of Islam, in order of most importance. Al-walaya, which is either a pillar by itself or a missing part of al-shahada, prayer, al-zakat, hajj, and fasting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all to be of the people of belief and help us recognize humbly that our 14 pillars were the most perfect and powerful and profound and pious and humble creatures on earth. And they did want, and still do want, more than anything, to be followed. But never once for the reasons many of us on earth like to be followed, for validation, for fame or popularity or power. For us following them wouldn't change any of these things for the 14 pillars, who are already validated by our glorious God and already famous in heaven. 
who have millions of angels praising them, whose only desire for us was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's desire for us, our own salvation, Sirat al-Mustaqim. In other words, they want to be followed because they represent Allah's love for us. They want us to accompany them in heaven. So yes, while it may be hard for one to comprehend, really Ali, you're telling me there's just this missing pillar, and that pillar is to recognize the divine authority of the imams, and that it's not only a missing pillar, but the most important pillar, and the key to the rest of the pillars? Well, I'll hit you with the line my cousin always hits me with, when I would try to argue with him back in the days. I'm not telling you that, the imams are. Go argue with them. Good luck. But what I can tell you is when I decided to trust that reality and hold that key in my hand and begin using it, all the doors to good opened in my life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed me to more clearly identify any doors to evil and help seal them shut with melted steel so as not even to reveal the keyholes. And each time I see a lover of Muhammad and Ali Muhammad or of the 14 pillars, I see the same radiance, the same peace, the same joy, the same security in their heart as I feel in my own. Which isn't to say followers of the 14 don't suffer, of course we do. But through it all, there is a deep peace in saying, Alhamdulillah, all praise be to Allah through trial and triumph. Tomorrow, we'll talk about one of our 14 pillars, one infallible, for Islam and for all of humanity, who actually connects so much of humanity. He is a bridge, a connector, in a way that blew my mind, and in a way that influences so much of the Muslim world, including Muslim jurisprudence, hundreds of millions of Muslims, if not over a billion across sects, not just Sunni and Shia, but other branches like Sufi or Ishmaelites, if I'm saying that right, and so much more, all while so few people actually know this or know how. I'll see you then, and assalamu alaikum.